Everybody comfortable? Yeah. Get your ass up when I'm talking. Hey, take it easy. It's showtime. It's showtime. Yeah. Feel the magic and soul of the YBs. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Take two. Welcome to That Davis Show. I am your host, Kenneth Davis. Follow me at That's Davis. Follow the executive producer of the show, Ryan Bukovsky at Ryan B. Ski and Ryan B. Ski one on Instagram. We got nothing but football for you today, and I know you love that. All right, we're going to go off. Oh, baby. We're going to finish up our previews with the preview of the AFC South and the AFC North, the NFC South and the NFC North. In particular, of course, the NFC North meaning something near and dear to Ryan in my heart with our beloved Bears going into this season and thinking about what the hell is going to take place here in Chicago. So we got a lot of football to jump into. So let's jump straight into that AFC South. With your thoughts, Ryan, what are your thoughts on the AFC South? Um, I think uh, you got two bottom feeders for sure in the Texans and the Jaguars. But I guess if you're the Texans, your big thing is when do we trade Deshaun Watson? Maybe that's the big thing that they're looking forward to we'll figure out kind of the direction that their franchise is going to go in terms of a rebuild moving forward in the future because they got pretty, uh, pretty nothing. After uh, after Bill O'Brien did his work there as general manager, giving away draft picks, giving away players. So uh, I expect the, the Texans to be down for some time. And, you know, just a random thought. I was thinking they're the most recent expansion team, right? And they are coming up on their 20-year anniversary. They, they started on, what, like 2003, mm-hmm. 2004? I was just kind of randomly thinking, like, we've almost got to the point where no one's going to ever remember that there wasn't, like, 32 teams in the NFL. Right, right. definitely. I mean, I, I remember the expansion draft. I And I, the thing that always sticks out, sticks out for me is the fact that I know one of the players they took who at this point wasn't great anymore was Tony Baselli, the former offensive tackle um, for the Jaguars, who was just, man, him and with Mark protecting Mark Brunel, um, Baselli was a beast, but by the time he got to the Texans, he was worthless, and that's why Derek Carr was getting his brains beat in as far as getting sacked all the time. Um, I, I, I would say this, too. Speaking of the Texans, one thing that we did find out, and we already knew, uh, Tyrod Taylor's been named the starter. Um, they announced that, I believe, today or yesterday. Um, yeah, that's a woeful team. The Jags are a situation where the only thing, only reason you're there is to watch uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence get his, his head smashed in, unfortunately. I, I, the kid is phenomenal. That line is so questionable, and that head coach is questionable along. I mean, Urban Meyer is learning on the job, and I don't know if that's what this kid necessarily needs. Uh, you look, and at he's the, the other one too, right? Like, uh, how good is Urban Meyer going to be? Like, I mean, we'll see the progress that he makes. As of right now, I would say not that good because he came into the NFL thinking that he could run it like a, a college team. And instead of trying to come into the NFL and learn how to do it properly the, the way that most coaches in the NFL do it. Uh, so, I mean, right now, I mean, just look at the, the, the issue with the strength and conditioning coach. Dan yeah. Dragon, Tebow, bringing Tebow out of retirement mm-hmm. for no reason. Um, just stuff that stuff we... Stuff with the COVID thing. 
Right. You just stuff you didn't need. You don't you don't need these distractions from your coach, especially a coach who's trying to get his feet wet on another level of football. So that was just ridiculous. Then you look at the Colts who, I mean, they have everything but a quarterback. And the question is how healthy will Carson, how, how soon can Carson Wentz get healthy? But also, what are you going to get out of them? I mean, right. they're not I don't think they're asking for a ton ton. I mean, they're not asking just for average. They want more something more special than average. Um, but that's well, you're be hoping for more than what Philip Rivers gave you last year, and he, he wasn't bad, and he he led them to a very competitive game against the Bills last year in the playoffs. But they need they that was clearly their thing holding him back. Like you said, they've got everything else in place. Can they get a guy that like is a threat? to be a quarterback like how Carson Wentz was that MVP year or at least something similar to it that's higher than Phillip Rivers. Right. And you're also hoping that Quentin Nelson is going to be healthy. I mean, with both of these guys having fractures in their foot, uh, Wentz and Nelson, I think one thing that we're just assuming that they're going to come back and they're going to be fine, you know, and and for the duration of the season. So that'll be interesting to find out. I feel like if the Colts quarterback situation was set, we would really be amping them up, you know, to be mm-hmm. them versus Tennessee, which it should be them versus Tennessee. Then you look at Tennessee and they, 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 they lost, um, what's, what's his name that used to play for? They lost to Jadavion Clowney, who they brought in last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, question they marks did, at the offensive line, question marks on the offensive line. They did bring in Julio Jones. So now as far as AJ Brown, you know, you may, you still basically lean your coverage over towards AJ Brown, but you got a real threat on the side with uh, Julio. Uh, we know, you know, Derrick Henry is a beast. Even we saw in the preseason against the bears without Derrick Henry playing, their motto is run that rock ruggedly. Right. You know, they get off the bus like that, which that, that works anywhere and everywhere in football. As far as if you're going to play physical like that, you always have a chance on any given Sunday. So, I mean, clearly I think we all believe that the Tennessee Titans are the cream of the AFC South. Um, it depends on what Carson Wentz really does. That's really what it, if Carson Wentz is, a stud, they can they can dethrone oh, yeah. the Titans. You know what I'm saying? They can dethrone because they have a better defense than the Titans do. We know they have a better offensive line than the Titans. Uh, so if they can, if, if Carson Wentz can be 85% of what he was that year that he was about to win that, that MVP before blowing out his ACL in, 13, in the week 13, if he can be 85% of that, man, the Titans may have some trouble on their ass to say the least. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I guess for the Titans, if you want to see the opposite of the Carson Wentz is can that defense kind of match the output that their offense gives them? And it's not that their offense is just amazing world beaters, but, you know, it's a formidable group, especially when you get Derrick Henry really rolling. And by the fourth quarter, that offense really opens up. They get some big plays downfield and they control the clock with running the football with Derrick Henry. But their defense just can't rush the passer. They've done some good things in the secondary, but they've turned it over with a a lot of new young guys instead of those experienced veterans that they had before. So who knows what you're going to get kind of in that scenario. If Mike Vrabel can get that defense really rolling, I think that even with a good Carson Wentz, the, the Titans would still have a shot at winning this division. I, it would be a really interesting race between those two, but I, their defense is why I don't love the Titans. I'm going to pick them to win the South, but it's it's a shaky win because I, I think Indianapolis, they're not going to go anywhere, and if Carson Wentz is just kind of meh 
that's still going to be a team that's going to be tough, whether mm-hmm. or not Carson Wentz is at that level. And if he does play at an elite level, a Pro Bowl caliber level, man, I mean, they might be a lot better than just the AFC South winners. True. Definitely true. I mean, I guess the question would be if Carson Wentz, depending on how well Carson Wentz plays, uh, could they be a rival to a team like a Buff- the Buffalo Bills? You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I think we look at it being on tiers, and the, the tier number one is the Kansas City Chiefs, and then it's twos after the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC. And I think Buffalo leads that, uh, probably Cleveland too, but Cleveland hasn't proven themselves like Buffalo did last year. Cleveland probably has Baltimore all- there too, depending yeah, on Yeah, I would yeah. put Baltimore a little lower because of some of the losses that they've had. You know what I'm saying? Like, also, I mean, you just looked at the, the situation where the receivers, Boykins, uh, Rashad, uh, Buzzman, Buzzman, Bateman. Bateman, thank you. The kid out of uh, Minnesota being hurt with the groin injury. Like, I remember seeing when he hurt himself in practice and uh, him going down. I mean, those are some things that, yeah, you could try to come back from, but those are nagging injuries, injuries that you may come r- r- roar his head again uh, throughout the season. So, also, some of the losses on offensive line, you, you got to thank Orlando Brown Jr. Uh, being gone. I know they brought in Villanueva from, and I mean, I guess right now we can switch over to the AFC North. Uh, I guess right now they brought in, uh, they brought in yeah, Villanueva from the um, Pittsburgh Steelers, but I mean, he the, when, he wasn't that with Pittsburgh anymore. You know what I'm saying? He's straight, but it's not like you replaced an all-pro with an all-pro. Uh, so that's just... it. it kind of reminds me of the Bears a little bit, but at least that they got a guy from left tackle shifting to right. Maybe right. that'll be a little bit easier for him. But I, I just had to get the parallel with the Bears in there because, of course, I'm thinking like, oh, OK, we got a prime at left tackle. Let's get a right tackle that's never played there before and shove him out left. Bring in John Tate. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I'll say this going off into the AFC, of course. Uh, AFC North. The uh, Bengals are basically the bottom of the barrel, and they should rest shirt Joe Burrow before they get him hurt. Uh, you look at, uh, and again, it's a small sample size, but uh, Chase out of uh, LSU has been dropping everything. All right, it was like you. All right, you know he's been dropping everything. Trying to get out uh, of Cincinnati right away, real quick, as fast as I can get out of here. <laughs> Faster than my forty time. Pittsburgh Pittsburgh has been Roethlisberger in no offensive line and Ben Roethlisberger is now like a poor man's Kurt Warner when it's all off of getting it out early you know it's like I, I gotta get rid of this bad this I gotta I gotta throw the ball away uh, before the defense can figure out which way I'm going with it because if I hold it on to it and they know where I'm going my arm is too weak to get the ball where I necessarily wanted to go with the defense already necessarily facing me or necessarily knowing where the receiver is about to go to try to receive this ball. Um, so that one, that feels sorry. Cause I think we all kind of love Pittsburgh. Um, I feel sorry because this is kind of one of those situations when you go so deep with the quarterback, it's kind of what happened with, and this is worse. It's kind of what happened with the, the, the Patriots and Tom Brady, where, the cap had gotten to the point where they had to basically suck to be able to get back into using some of that cap space again. You know what I'm saying? Some of the players that they had given all that cap space to, and that's why Tom Brady basically left. And uh, Ben Roethlisberger is basically still there. So, I mean, I, I know, you know what I'm saying, when you look at, you know, they, they, they definitely brought in a running back, uh, but you got to have an offensive line to open up holes for that running back. Um, the cream of this division is clearly going to be um, – Cleveland, Baltimore. Um, I want to go with Cleveland over Baltimore. 
I really do. Um, Baker Mayfield and his small sample size in the preseason look really good. Um, I just feel like Baltimore puts too much on Lamar Jackson. Um, and like it's all in. And I mean, I mean, I think everyone puts a lot on their quarterback, but just everything that he has to do and the, the percentage that he makes up of their offense with his feet and his arm. Um, I, I get leery of those situations and I hope he doesn't get hurt. Um, but I, I will go with it's hard for me to put Cleveland over Baltimore because Cleveland is always cap and hype. Um, but I mean, when you look at like what Nick Chubb did coming back from injury, I mean, just mm-hmm. that two headed monster running back alone. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, bringing in the run stoppers, Davion Clowney to play opposite of Miles Garrett. You got Ward back healthy. They brought in the kid from North, I mean, from uh, Northwestern uh, to play opposite him and Newsom. I mean, I do. They just too stacked for me to say they're not going to win a division. You know what I'm saying? Like it. They should win this. This, this, this Stefanski knows what he's doing. They should win this division with everything that they have. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm going to go Cleveland, Baltimore, uh, the Steelers, and then the lowly Bengals um, as far as my prediction for the AFC North. Yeah, not too dissimilar. I'm going to have the Bengals at the bottom. Just uh... – too early in the rebuild for them to even kind of contend or it all be much of a threat, even though I still really like Joe Burrow. Just hope he survives these next couple right. of years while they try to get him an offensive line. Uh, yeah, I like Pittsburgh to finish third. I mean, if Big Ben, you tell me that you can get a season out of him from like four or five years ago, they have an outside shot to win the division. But I don't think it's that's going to happen. Yeah, it's slim as hell. Uh, and we know with their offensive line, five new starters. Who knows how that's going to play out? Normally, that does not play out very well for teams that are just completely hitting the reset button on their offensive line. But the NFL is weird like that, where you can make it work. You know, with Mike Tomlin and his coaching staff, maybe they have some, you know, recipe for success that they can get five guys going. And if they can get that offensive line going, I think the defense there's enough there that they can be pretty formidable, but I'm just not buying into the offense really being that much of a threat. And I don't think the defense is going to be so great that it's going to carry them. And I don't even know if they're the best defense in their own division. I think Cleveland might be the best Mm -hmm. defense in the AFC North, just with all their star power. I mean, especially you're expecting miles Garrett to have just a crazy breakout season. Same with Denzel Ward. Some of the guys you mentioned, I think that they're very close. So I like Pittsburgh at three. I've been going back and forth on runner up and who's going to win it. I'm going to just go with Baltimore to win it. Mm. I like, I like everything about them, but I like what you said as well. They put a lot of pressure on Lamar Jackson to do everything for them offensively. They need to become more of a, a fluid and like lethal and potent offense. And it's not that they haven't been. It just seems like besides his MVP season, it's really been hit or miss with that Ravens offense. And they go through stretches of really good play and it happens to work out towards the end of the season is usually when they're playing their best ball. But they really really you know need to have like an ironed out offensive system in my mind where it just highlights Lamar Jackson and it gets him enough big plays offensively and doesn't put as much pressure on their defense to win but it's been tough because Cleveland I'm with you like I think 
Cleveland's all that hype train. And I, I think a little bit last year, they snuck up on people. They're not going to sneak up on anybody this year. Everybody's expecting the best from Cleveland. I, I still worry about some of those personalities on that team. If it's just like, hey, a couple bad weeks happen out, maybe Baker Mayfield struggles. Does Odell cause big scenes? And does that cause any divisiveness? But overall, I think Cleveland's going to be really good. And they're just going to be right at Baltimore's heels. And certainly I think that they can win the division. They, they got talent. You can't deny it. Like you said, they've got a lot of talent on that team and really every level offensive line, skill position, defensive line, linebacker, secondary. I mean, there's really no weakness and Stefanski looked like he can coach. Mm-hmm. And listen, that's one of the things that's um, the benefit of having a, a quarterback on a rookie contract. You know, Baker's probably going to get paid after the season. But right now you can go out and you can sign all those players because Baker isn't making that type of money right now. Yeah. And like you said, that running attack, I mean, we talked about it with uh, your interview with Zach uh, Ostriker about uh, J.K. Dobbins going down. That's a huge loss for Baltimore. And then you got Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Whew. That's a that's a lethal running attack that the Browns have, and they want to run the football. I mean, this is a this is a really black and blue type division this year. I mean, every team is going to be trying to run that rock, and then it's just can they get enough out of their young quarterbacks or Ben Roethlisberger to, you know, make enough of an offensive strike downfield to do things. Kevin Ostriker, you mean? Kevin, sorry. Yeah, I just want just so we make sure we get it right. All right. Switching off to the NFC South. Um, what? The Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay. Um, look, Tampa Bay's loaded. All right, they brought back all 22 starters. Um, they're gonna be dangerous. They got Tom Brady as their quarterback. Their receiver unit is crazy, their running back unit is crazy. Their um, defensive line and front seven is crazy. You know, their right. defensive backs are a year older in the game. Um, well, Tampa's stupid. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, if this is a team that if we was playing Madden, it's almost to the point you can't even use Tampa. Listen, if, if Tom <laughs> Brady could run, you couldn't even use Tampa. It'd be like, nah, dog, stop. You know what I'm saying? You, you know that's not even fair, right? I mean, that's basically how loaded Tampa is on, on both sides of the ball and give acquiescing and giving everything as he deserves, Tom Brady deserves, um, make putting that franchise on his back. Um, the Saints made the I'll, – I'll say this. Anything with Jameis? Yeah, well, listen, Googly Eyes is going to have a nice year, all right, because um, he's going to be able to throw it in places that Drew Brees hasn't been able to throw it for three to four years now. You know, a part of the playbook they haven't been able to use is open. I, to me, um, Taysom Hill was never going to be the starter. And I still wonder, was part of the, Well, I know partially Taysom Hill had been there, so he gets the first crack at starting, especially how Sean Payton had hyped him up as far as what happened last year when Drew Brees got hurt and the year before when Teddy Bridgewater was there and he was the starter. But the thing that I, th- I thought, and I, I know we've mentioned it on the show, was Sean Payton didn't want to have, have what happened with Teddy Bridgewater happen with Jameis as far as you know someone's team was going to come and make Teddy Bridgewater their starter. You know what I'm saying? So it, why even set up Jameis to where if Jameis wanted to stay, you were going to have to pay Jameis more money to keep him. So I believe he kept Jameis really 
off the field so that he could get here with Jameis without other any other teams trying to snag Jameis away because they hadn't seen Jameis put it together. You know what I'm saying? And gave Sean Payton the whole season to practice for Jameis to see what Drew Brees is doing, to talk to Drew Brees and to figure out how to become more of a, a check down guy instead of going for the home run, no risky, no biscuit. Um, uh, Jameis is still going to turn over the ball sometimes. You know what I'm saying? It just shouldn't be as crazy. He actually, I, th- I think he never threw over 20 interceptions before the 30 interceptions. I think he had like, it was like 14 and 13 or something the years prior to that or something around there. Um, so, if he can keep his his turnovers to maybe around 10 picks, if not lower than that, that's going to be a fantastic year. You see the connection that he has with the young receiver. I uh, forget the, the, the kid's name that I was watching that game when James threw the touchdown to him in the end zone. And I didn't think he, ca- he I didn't think he caught it. Right. I'm like, oh, OK. And then I'm like, I, I saw it through the flags. I'm like, wait, he caught that? Um, Jameis and Sean Payton should be dangerous together. I don't know if it can be a supreme team or just really, really good. Um, and, and so I'm saying I don't know for the long haul how long Jameis may be there. But if Jameis, I mean, he's still young enough. Um, he still has a cannon on his arm. He looks like he's in good shape. He's still an idiot. Um, Got a great yeah. offensive genius behind him. Great offensive genius trying to prove something. Also, Sean Payton wants to prove that, you know, I can do it with, with Drew Brees or without Drew Brees. Um, so I feel like they should be the runner up. I think Atlanta definitely should be the third team here. Um, Atlanta's caught with between a rock and a hard place with their decision not to turn over this roster and to hold on to Matt Ryan and not draft a quarterback. But you got Kyle Pitts there. You, you have, um, uh, Calvin Ridley. So that passing game should still be good. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see what, Arthur does as the head coach coming over from Tennessee as the offensive coordinator. Um, but I don't expect a lot from Atlanta. This is the, this is the NFC South, which before like the last couple of years, you know, was a new, uh, some, a new, a different team won the division. Remember it used to be for years. It was always a different team that won a division. Um, we know that that's not going to be this year. It's going to be Tampa Bay, right. um, Carolina, they're moving in a positive direction, but there's, there's nothing special about them. I don't, I don't know if Sam Darnold's the answer, and I'll be interested to watch this year and to see. Uh, he'll have Christian McCaffrey behind him, so that should definitely be easy for him. He's he's um, reconnected with with Robbie Anderson, um, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But I don't expect that much out of Carolina. This division is kind of like ho hum compared to how it was five or six years ago. Um, it's, it's, it's all Tampa, you know. It, it, I know last year that the Saints won this division, so actually will be a different team in Tampa when, when Tampa wins this division. Um, it just depends on what Jameis could do because I mean, we, we forget how potent that Saints defense is. That Saints defense is nasty, you know. If you, if you can provide the offense to keep them fresh and ready just to, to haul off. They're, they're, they're formidable, but the question is Jameis. And, and, and if Jameis snaps, it's going to be an interesting day. I mean, NFC South between those two teams, between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New Orleans Saints. Also thinking about the fact that the Saints, again, can't play at, at the Superdome due to Ida. And the, shout out to everybody down there and the people on the East Coast that have gone through this, this, this tragic situation. The people that have lost their lives and lost their homes are definitely not thoughts and prayers. For sure. Um, I, I really don't disagree with much of anything that you broke down with. I think Carolina, 
maybe could be better than Atlanta. I, I don't mm. really know where Atlanta's at overall, but like you said, you still have some weapons for Matt Ryan. If they can protect them, you'd think that they could at least score a bunch. And maybe with that defense and some of the young talent that they still have, maybe they can be, you know, uh, not a 500 team, but five win team, something like that. Carolina, though, that Sam Darnold thing is it's going to be interesting because <laughs> they passed up on Justin Fields, as we know. Mm-hmm. Um, they Mac really, Jones. they really wanted him. They really wanted Sam Darnold when nobody else wanted. I'm sorry, him when I said that, I'm, I, yeah, go ahead. I'm, I blanked. I was thinking about it. Please continue. I apologize. Uh, I I like. I guess seeing them against the Bears last year, I thought that they were just void of all talent and they played the Bears really well. I was a little impressed by how how they were compared to the talent that they didn't have on the roster. So I think they're going to be a, a, one of those tougher teams, but I expect them to either be right at the bottom or slightly above Atlanta. I'm kind of going back and forth in my mind. And then uh, the Saints possible wild card team i think uh like you said that defense that's got to be the star of the show but supposedly that guy that they traded for marcus davenport that gave green bay that extra first rounder he's ready to go off and if he is able to take that next step with some of their other defensive stars you would think that they could be really really formidable and Jameis winston like you said i mean the guy does make plays downfield it's not like he's ever had a problem pushing the ball downfield. He has a problem just turning it over maybe with a more concerted effort to run the football. And we know Sean Payton isn't going to be the type of coordinator or coach that's uh, influenced by Jameis that maybe he's had in the past with Lovey and I'm blanking on that offensive coordinator that he had that uh, ran the coup against yeah. Lovey and took over. Was um, it, it wasn't Cutter, was it? Yeah. Dirk Cutter. That's Dirk Cutter, right. Dirk Cutter. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, neither of those two guys had the offensive, I think, gravitas or just gravitas as a leader where you can just say, hey, we need to put the focus on the run game. But if Sean Payton wants to give it to Alvin Kamara a bunch and run a ton of play action and get James Winston a little more under control that way, maybe that's the way to go about it. And with that defense, it sets up perfectly. So they could be a, a dark horse team, um, but man tampa with that town they would have to get injured 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 for them to not get there and tom brady i mean he plays he rarely doesn't play we know father time 43 whatever going on 44 or 50 whatever it is at this point but if he doesn't get hurt he'll find a way to make it work offensively with something around him and defensively you know, they got a nice group of guys and that defensive coordinator that the Bears wanted to steal. Man, oh, man. I, I think. Holes. Yeah, I think uh, I think no doubt about it that Tampa Bay is going to be the division winner. And oof, I, I guess side question. Do you see this? Uh, I know we haven't talked about him yet, but I think we know who we're picking. You see this Green Bay, Tampa Bay rematch potential? I don't know as we switch off to the NFC North. Um, my question on that dance card. Well, is do you want to do the Sal or no? I'm sorry. You're right. Go yeah. ahead. Um, my, my thing is, <clears throat> you know, I love Aaron Rodgers. Right? Yes. But I don't I don't have a vibe from him yet on how the season is going to go, you know, and I mean, 
I think Aaron Rodgers can be micro enough to focus on the task at hand while we know that perhaps he's looking at the fact that this may be his, this is the last dance, as I heard people use that uh, phrase in talking about the Bulls documentary that came out last year. Um, I don't know when it comes to, t- I mean, I think Tampa's, I mean, not Tampa, I think Green Bay's definitely going to win the, the, the NFC South and North. Um, I don't know who's going to be the runner up, which I will tell you in a minute. Um, well, maybe my heart's going to tell you. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, I don't know. I just got to, I have to see. I, cause, cause this is the thing. Can Aaron Rodgers have another MVP season? Yes, he can. He's not old, old. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just, I'm just interested in seeing it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know that, I mean, the NFC isn't the AFC though. Where the AFC has teams, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you have, for instance, we, 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 this, we've done every division. We've talked about how we feel about um, the Rams and the 49ers. Who so, the like, Packers will play the NFC West along with the Bears and everybody um, in the NFC North. And the rest of the NFC North will play the AFC West, too. So looking at it. Or I'm sorry, think, the AFC North. I'm sorry about that. I think the only threat that the Packers have out of knocking them out of the NFC Championship game are whatever team is going to dominate the, the NFC West. Because we know the NFC East is trash. Um, yeah, you hope Green Bay, it's not uh, San Francisco where they just run all over them. Right. So <laughs> that, 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 but so that, that's what I'm trying to say as far. I don't know if. If the Rams, I mean, I think we we're still sleeping on what the Rams may have. Yeah, with the, no. with the, with the real quarterback for 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 McVay. And they played really, Green Bay tough last year with Jared Goff in the playoffs. With Jared, with Jared Goff, now you have somebody in there that can get the ball all over the field. You know what I'm saying? And Matthew Stafford. But now sticking to the NFC North, my thoughts. Um, definitely the Detroit Kitties are going to be last. We all know that they're going to be pulling people down and biting off kneecaps and falling down again and biting off more kneecaps. Is that Coach Campbell has told us? Um, I think. Wear your knee protectors. Wear the wear double. All right, double those up. Basketball, the ones that Pat Patrick Ewing used to wear. All yeah. right, right. Um. All right. I got the Vikings finishing third. Now, this is maybe my heart. I'm not going to lie because I'm biased here. I got the Packers finishing third because I prefer the Bears QB situation to the Green Bay Packers quarterback situation. I got the Bears finishing second in the division. Um, they, 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 they may finish with the record similar to the Vikings, and the Vikings may have the tiebreaker. Let me say that, too. It wouldn't surprise me, but I, I think the Bears, the Bear, I think the Bears have a better defense than the Vikings. If the defense plays up to to, to its optimum level, um, I, the offensively, the Vikings have a better offense than the Bears as of right now because of Matt Nagy. All right, so we're gonna see. I, I, and I, I sound silly saying we're gonna see what Matt Nagy does because Matt Nagy is basically showing us all his tricks and how he goes about running his offense. Um. But I think there's a chance, and this depends on Justin Fields' plan, that the Bears would be better than the Minnesota Vikings. The earlier, the better as far as Justin Fields out there for them to knock the Vikings 
off of the second runner-up in the NFC North. And as I said, I think the Green Bay Packers, this is their division. Um, The Bears, I mean, the Bears have played the Packers well at times. The Packers just always would win because the Bears couldn't get over the hump and get that final score. Um, So it'll be interesting to necessarily see um, what necessarily happens, but I, I definitely have the Packers winning the division and the Bears as a runner-up, but probably I should go with the Vikings, but my heart is telling me to go with the team that I love and it frustrates me like no other when it comes to the NFL. Uh, I got it the same way. Uh, Detroit definitely at the bottom. Minnesota, they got a lot of young talent because they're doing the opposite of what the Bears are doing in the draft. They're trading down and stockpiling, and they got tons of draft picks, and they're using those draft picks. And uh, they've gotten some guys like Justin Jefferson, really liked him last year. And, yeah, I'm with you. I think that the the Vikings may be overall as a roster a little bit more complete a little bit better but they've also got some some really big time issues that they're going to have to work out and part of it is you know you got a new offensive line coach because their offensive line coach didn't want to get the vaccination so he's out you lost Uh, Irv Smith and Kyle Rudolph is gone and uh, Christian Derisaw their offensive lineman that they picked up had core muscle surgery. So who knows when he's coming back. So you're kind of without your first round pick. Uh, and Kirk cousins isn't vaccinated and that could be an issue all year long, potentially who knows? I mean, uh, obviously vaccination doesn't mean that you won't miss any football games, but we don't know what it's going to be like with unvaccinated players and especially how they come back and how they have to stay away from everybody. I mean, that's the starting quarterback. You can't be isolated as the starting quarterback. You have to be a part of everything that's going on on the offense. And so, you know, is Kellen Mund ready? Who is their second round pick to potentially step in and play some games for them? Also, Ryan, let's not forget one quarterback can infect all the other quarterbacks. You could, you know, you could be in a situation like what happened with Denver last year when you yeah. have to bring out a wide receiver, practice squad guy to kind of run, try to run the offense. Like, I mean, maybe Kellen Munn is vaccinated, but it won't matter depending on when whoever in that room, let's just say uh, they do contract tracing. And let's just say it's, it's a, a, the day, two days before the game. It may not be enough time to get enough uh, negative uh, test results for you if you are vaccinated to be able to get out there and play. So, I mean, Kirk Cousins is opening them up to more risk than just the quarterback getting it. You may infect the backup quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. So, like, that, you know, uh, that's a great point. The fact that having an unvaccinated quarterback and the the type of – danger it puts you in as far as forfeiting games or going into games with a rookie and Kellen Mund or whoever uh, behind under center who necessarily isn't taking reps is not Kirk Cousins and is being thrust into the fire that but that's a great point you brought up yeah I like the Bears quarterback situation a little bit better than Minnesota and also too like Minnesota they've you know been pretty comparable offensively each year and each, uh, that they've been under Mike Zimmer, if Dalvin Cook's healthy, they're mm-hmm. going to be formidable. But if he's hurt whatsoever, they're in trouble big time. But the issue has been for them defense. Um, so it's kind of like a race. Can the Bears figure out offense before the Vikings figure out defense? Because whichever team probably figures out that weakness, the fastest is probably going to be the one best projected to take over that second spot in the NFC. And maybe that's a potential wild card. Uh, in the NFC North, if they're able to get that number two spot. 
for the Bears, uh, I'm very worried about them and their season at this point. Uh, I'm, I'm just not feeling good after cut day, seeing, you know, a few corners and it's really just a bunch of guys. We'll see what, it, what that defense does. Uh, I'm definitely worried about the secondary and definitely got to be worried about the offensive line. And those are two very scary areas to be worried about going into a regular season. Um, but that being said, I think the quarterback room is a vast improvement over last season. And if they can figure out that offensive line, if they can get, you know, an offensive scheme going, I mean, when Nagy took over, it's not like we looked at Charles Leno and Bobby Massey as great tackles. We were very worried about them at the tackle spot. And we've been talking about the bears potentially getting new tackies, new tackles under Matt Nagy for years now. So we'll see if maybe the scheme and how Nagy calls games can maybe uh, lower the need for just dominant, great tackles. And maybe with all the speed they have on the outside, I don't know, but uh, overall, I think the bears are going to be kind of where they've been about a mm-hmm. 500 team. Maybe slightly under because of the seventeenth game. Maybe they get to nine and eight uh, on a really good. A lot of guys stay healthy. Defense gets a lot of turnovers. Justin Fields impresses, but uh, the creme de la creme is obviously going to be Green Bay, and it's going to be uh, an interesting year to see what they do against some of these top competition with the AFC North and the NFC West. Because. You're right. In the NFC, there's not a lot of teams where I look at and I say, ooh, I really love that team. I think it's going to be one, two teams from the West, Tampa Bay and Green Bay. Right. That's pretty much your final four, I would think, in the NFC. Well, that you know what that leads to? And and one thing you said I want to jump piggyback on as far as the Bears defense, uh, as far as the Bears offense and Minnesota's defense. One thing we know is Zimmer can coach defense compared to Matt Nagy coaching, coaching offense. So I'll give them the upper hand in that because we, he's proven that he can he can put produce a really good defense compared to Matt Nagy when it comes to to, to, to the offense. I'll say this though, in us saying that it's basically Los Angeles Rams, the 49ers, uh Green Bay, and Tampa Bay, that that also just tells me that another team is going another team or two is going to jump up from somewhere that we don't expect. Um, and maybe it's that, Seattle. Maybe Seattle dude, does something more than we're thinking at this maybe, point in time. Maybe. Definitely. De- definitely Seattle. Uh, perhaps a team um, here in the NFC North. Perhaps if the Cowboys, if Dan Quinn yeah. has the Cowboys defense really better than what it was by switching the scheme up. Um, then but, you just look at Dak. How is that shoulder going to even hold up? Like, how long is that body going to hold up right now? I agree. I agree. So, someone's going to jump out. Some team's going to jump out that we don't expect. Could it be like the Cardinals? Right uh, are they a dark horse team? I don't believe in Cliff Kingsbury to that degree. And that's a tough division to right. be a dark I mean, horse in. Right. So, it could come from there, but. I don't know. You know, if they were in like the NFC South or North, I would look at that team as as a total. It it could be the Vikings. You know what I'm saying? It could it could necessarily be the dark horse team is this year because Zimmer. Think about it. Zimmer turned over that off that defense last year. We're getting rid of the cornerbacks, right? So now trying to get these players kind of caught up in what he's running. Um, it could be, you know, you, you 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 talked about the addition of Justin Jefferson after trading away Stephon, Stephon Diggs. Um, again, they don't have their tight end is questionable now because Kyle Rudolph finally got out of there and then his replacement, Irv Smith, is out for the entire season. But 
it could be the Vikes may be the team that's the dark horse in the NFC that we're necessarily not paying enough attention to. But there's going to be some team or two in the NFC that at the beginning of the year we don't expect is going to have a pretty good record that's going to end this year with a pretty good record since we have only can really look at four teams right now are being the teams that we look at as being the cream of the divisions. I guess like conference, I mean. It- if Fitzmagic can give you a great season, I could see Washington oh, no, with the oh, talent. No. Not with Fitzmagic. I know that's that's, that's the only way. Mirrors. That's I, smoking just, mirrors. I'm trying to think of like teams that don't have an obvious like Minnesota's good for a dark horse team. I just don't know if there's that many in the NFC. I think there's a lot more in the AFC overall. Oh, yes, yes, because in the AFC one, damn near everyone has a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Right, like most teams in AFC, you can you're better off counting the teams that don't have a quarterback rather than counting the teams that do have quarterbacks. All right, like yeah. it, it's easier to go that route. So that gives those teams an opportunity to be good every season, basically, compared to some of the teams that we're, we're basically looking at the teams with the quarterbacks in the NFC. I mean, outside of Seattle, you know what I'm saying? We're, we're right. Like, do at, you look at Jalen Hurts or Daniel Jones as one of those guys? I, I that could not maybe Daniel do Jones. I thought about Jalen Hurts, but still, like they're in a transitional period. You know what I'm saying? They got um, some good defensive players if they could get that offense figured out. Right. But. If if fifth was a fifth, but I I, I did want to say perhaps the Eagles. It may be an NFC East team. Your guy Gardner Minshew takes over. For no. Jalen Hurts, in 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 the, in the, in the jorts, <laughs> he has to play in the jorts. All the rest of the equipment in jorts out there. Right. But, uh, Maybe Minshew Mania has infected Philadelphia. Listen, I think that that Eagles green with jorts under there, that blue hey. jorts, it, it looks they like love a nice them. uni. They love yeah, them. They, they 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 would. They would. Like, they would it run it about looks like Mark Wahlberg from. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, but listen, why Philadelphia are they going to be talking about? He looks like Boston. Uh, oh, because of Invincible, that okay, uh, okay, the okay, Wahlberg okay. Eagles I got you. movie. I got you. I got you. All right. Is there anything else? Did you, any other points you had to get off your chest? How about we'll just get some Super Bowl matchups? Just get out. Um, go ahead. Give yours. I still like Kansas City. They're just too hard to bet against with Patrick Mahomes and that defense. And you get some offensive linemen added to the mix. They're about as complete a team as you can get. Um, I just don't really want to go rematch. I mean, come on. The Chiefs are going to get back there three times in a row. Tom Brady's going to get there like 12 times and it's going to be a rematch. Like that just, that doesn't feel right. I don't really, I'm going to go with, uh, I'll go with an outlier. I'll go with, I'll go with the Rams. I was going to say, Red. oh, you took my team. How about the Rams? Because I was thinking Aaron Diesel Donald. Rams. I was thinking Aaron Donald versus Tom Brady. Like, if that pocket, if that pocket is smushed from the giddy up, it's like you're not stepping up. You're not climbing this pocket, buddy, because Aaron Donald is right there. Um, I the think great Leonard I, Floyd will pick him up on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say the Rams, too. I'll go Rams-Buffalo. Ooh. Patrick Mahomes gets hurt and Josh Allen carries the Bills to the Super Bowl. I'll go Rams Buffalo for my for for my picks as of right now. I'm with you. I want to say Kansas City. I just got a feeling that I don't even want to say that that um, Patrick Mahomes is going to get hurt. I just think they're going to have an off day. 
you know what I'm saying, in the playoffs. And it only takes one, right? I mean, they've yeah, been just, so perfect. Or they've had off days they were able to make up, make up for it. You know, you think about the Houston game, where they, they you think about the Super Bowl that they won last. Like, they, they had – I mean, he had an off game. Um, he, they just were able to catch up and run that team down. So, I, I, I want to say that I, I, I want to go – I think Kansas City will be there, but I feel like they may – someone may knock them off in the playoffs – and I want to say perhaps Buffalo versus the Rams. I think um, the Rams may be able to knock Tom Brady out of the NFC. And you know what? It's a good thing he came to the NFC with everything, all the power that's in the AFC with a slick ass. <laughs> Got out just in time. Like, he was looking around time. like, hmm. <laughs> like, I'm out. Deuces. That NFC, that's looking like the right. You're looking nice. Rep. You're looking nice, NFC. Looking ri- ripe and ready to be oh, taken I can't over. Play the Patriots. I need to go to the NFC. <laughs> right. So uh yeah. So that's it. That's our that's our NFL previews broken down. We're gonna have some more interviews uh breaking down those divisions uh, coming up in the next week or so. Um, and it and starts Thursday. Thursday night, we're going to have Cowboys versus the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, so we're going to see right away who's who, a team that should be in the NFC South versus the team that's going to win the NFC South. And then uh, we're going to see, see our uh, Super Bowl favorites uh, go against the Bears on Sunday. Right. So, uh, yeah, it, it definitely is going to be an interesting week. We'll be back next week to break down the Bears game and tell you our opinion of what we saw and what we expect with the following game. Uh, make sure you stick here throughout the season. We're going to have a lot of great content for you moving forward and guests and everything as we double down and recommit to bringing you some excellence. We always appreciate it. And Ryan always does a, a terrific job. So as always, you know, don't do anything stupid before you hear from us again um, and, and be safe. <laughs>